0: is William Jackson. I am so excited about this Tuesday because Thanksgiving is coming up this week here in the United States. Um, on this week in the United States, we give thanks because of past events in history that have allowed us to be blessed to be able to live in such a time as these, Um, History is um, dotted and and covered and um, contrasted in many things that have happened throughout history. Some of it good, some of it bad, but I want to focus on the good things um, that this country where I was born and raised as my ancestors were bought here under the guise of slavery, uh, indentured servitude, um, they were um, beaten, they were um, tortured, they were made to work in unbearable conditions, but seeing the world that we live in and the opportunities that I have and my children have and my children's children will have, and reflecting back on the opportunities my parents had and my grandparents had, and my great-grandparents, with those challenges that have happened, it's still giving thanks for what we are able to do today and able to accomplish today. Um, I can't change anything of the past but I can definitely help to influence the future as a parent, as a teacher, as a mentor, um, as a a higher education instructor, as a servant to my community, locally, nationally, and internationally, and as a person of color, a black male, living in America, African-American, with a background of Native American, and even European ancestry. um, I use all of those to bring me uh, a a closer perspective of the value of diversity because if if it wasn't for diversity and value of building relationships, um, I would not be here. My brothers and sisters would not be here. So I use my past, both the good and the bad, Um, to build on the future for a better future. And I always talk about the value and importance of fathers. And we have a holiday season coming up Thanksgiving. We have another holiday season coming up Christmas. And each of these are about giving thanks. Um, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks for the achievements and accomplishments of being successful, living here, um, before the United States was established as the United States, but I don't want to—I don't want to thank the Pilgrims, because if we think about it, if it was not for the Native Americans that helped the Pilgrims, the Pilgrims would not even be here. So I want to give thanks to the Native Americans. I want to give thanks to those that were were humanistic in their humanity that they did not allow the pilgrims to starve to death. They did not allow the pilgrims to freeze to death. They did not allow the pilgrims to, to die tragic lives, even though that historically, we know that Native Americans suffered at the hands of the pilgrims. And beyond the, the violence that was displayed, it was the diseases that they brought, it was the um, the bad behaviors of smoking and alcohol that were brought that were caught up in the the Native American communities. It was some of the cultural nuances that Europeans brought over here that the natives um, latched onto. Unfortunately, so I want to give thanks to the um, Native Americans, the natives. And I also wanna uh, share with you a, another uh, content, additional content um, related to fathers. Fathers building a stronger family structure using the holidays as an opportunity to do this. And I, I am of the, the mindset that fathers um, use these times to apologize for the things that you um, either done inadvertently and not knowing, or even done on purpose. You know, there comes a time in our lives where we get to an age and we start thinking, what kind of legacy are we gonna leave behind? What are they gonna say at your grave? What are they gonna say during your homecoming? So we don't really say death, we say homecoming, or going home, or returning to the ancestors. But what are people going to say about you? What are people going to um, have reference to you? And and we can't sit here and say, "Well, we don't care." No, we're not going to be here, but our children will be here. Our grandchildren are, will be here. Our the kids that we mentor, or family members that we mentor, will be here. Uh, the people that we work with in our businesses. And we volunteer in our communities. Will be here, so we want to make sure that that we leave a wonderful legacy of humbleness, humility, appreciation, love, and friendship. And there's a lot of other terms I could use, but those are those are basically the foundations. And we have to understand that each holiday represents a time of family, friend, and fellowship. Um, it's not about showing off. It's not about, look at me, I'm, I'm hanging with the Joneses. Um, look at me, I, I this is what I have. This is what, you know, I've accomplished. You already know what you've accomplished in life. But times like these are to help others to not just get to where you are, but to surpass you. A father's responsibility is to make sure his children are better than him. Make sure his children are taken care of. Now, that does not mean that you leave them a whole bunch of money because we know what's going to happen. In two, three, four months, six months, 12 months, whatever money you leave your children, it's going to be gone anyway. Leave them something positive. Leave them a legacy that they can be proud of. How, how will you leave your name? When people say your name, what are their thoughts? That's important because it reflects upon your children. So fathers build stronger families as the holiday season comes. Building a family is more than just the conception of a child. It's fatherhood, it's parenting. Being a father is also a challenging and sometimes complicated process. Um, if we look at the media, media unfortunately shows fathers in several lights. We're either demanding We're either uncompromising, uh, we're either stubborn or we're ignorant, or we are just dumb. But we have to be our authentic selves and not let the media determine how the world should see us. Uh, Fathers, fatherhood is a magical experience. I have two adult children and I still think about how they were growing up and, and my contributions. And I continuously pray that I have, have planted seeds in their mind to be successful. I don't want to be the father where they don't want to come see me. They they, they don't want to come visit me. They don't want to be bothered, me, bothered with me. I want to be the type of father that when they need me, they will call me. When they need prayer, I will be able to pray for them. When they need guidance or advice, they know that they can come to me. And that's the kind of father I want to be. Um, I don't want to... You know, be the kind of father that that I feel like I have to call them all the time to keep up to date. I don't want to be the kind of father that I have to nag them out. What you doing? Who's your friends? Where are you going? What's happened? I want them to feel comfortable talking with me. And even if they don't tell me that information, it's okay. I want them to be able to take time and talk to me. Fatherhood is a magical experience. and It is also a journey into adulthood, and it should be treasured and enjoyed. And it should be taken seriously. And when I say a journey into adulthood, most fathers are fathers between the ages of 18 and 25. And I personally waited um, when I was married to my children's mom till I was 30 to have my first child, or for us to have our first child. And then uh, four years after that, to have a second child. But there is more to making a baby than just a sexual act. There is the responsibility, there's the sacrifice, there's the ownership, there's the maturity, there's the prayer life that grows, and the accountability for raising a child. Now, even though um, uh, my ex-wife, my children's mother, and I divorced, I was still involved in their lives. And that's a podcast for another time, but I did not divorce my children because I understood my responsibility. I understood um, what I needed to do as a father was an ongoing process until the day I pass and I'm buried. Um, If you do not see yourself uh, as being capable of being a good father, that's the time to be real. That's also the time to understand that that there are resources out there that can help you and train you in some of the foundation and basics of being a good father. So I would encourage fathers to do that. Join a men's group, uh, join a group at your church. Um, Look online and find men's groups that are positive in in their ability to sharpen iron. I love the, um, the term iron sharpens iron because you're helping and you're blessing other men that want to be fathers and or fathers that find themselves being a father, but they want to be fathers, and they want to do the best that they can. Being a father is beyond sex; it's beyond conception. Sexual relationships of the of the body should not be justified by just having a good time. Like my grandmother told me, and I may say say things for my grandmother. Uh, you have to remember when you sleep with somebody, you're sleeping with who they slept with too. Because each time we have sex with someone, beyond the, the exchange of bodily fluids, we are carrying a little bit of that person's essence with us. And that good time that we're having is being responsible for a life for the rest of our lives and our children's lives or those children's lives if the woman becomes pregnant. The father, we have the seed. We need to understand that we carry the seed, the woman carries the egg. So parenting should not be considered as something that can be turned on and off at a whim. It can't be. And being a man, a father includes making decisions, not just for yourself, but for others that are given a life. A child formed during conception. That child did not ask to be here. That child did not ask to be born. That child did not ask to, to leave the scrotum, and I know I'm getting graphic, the, the scrotum of that man, the testicles of that man, to be ejaculated into a woman's vagina. And then this the sperm swim up to meet an egg somewhere in the fallopian tubes or, or somewhere near the uterus to enter into that egg and that egg settle into that uterus and attach itself and start the process of generation generating life. So the process of of sex is a union of a man and a woman. It doesn't say anything about maturity. It doesn't say anything about financial stability. It doesn't say anything about mental ability, but it's a joining of a man and a woman but more young men and women view it as just as a good time and it shouldn't be. There is a psychological and physiological binding that results. When I was having conversations with my son and my daughter teaching them, um, what we call in the United States, the birds and the bees, I told them that I wanted to make it quite clear that these are my expectations, but why I had expectations, because I understood the uh, the inherent psychological and physiological bonding and dangers of just having random sex with random people. There is an emotional change that many young people are not even aware of and not mature enough to handle. Through the course of sexual interaction, a child can be conceived. Yes, it is the man's and woman's responsibility to care for the child, to provide wisdom, nurturing, morals, and values, so that the baby can develop into an asset for humanity, not an assault on the world. Too many children are being born that are not being taught morals, ethics, and values, and they are assaulting the world, not being an asset. Parents should understand that children did not ask to be brought into this world, but if the sex is consensual, both parents are responsible for raising that child. And we know, um, and I took this quote from uh, uh, the uh, rapper Eminem, and he said, My father, question mark, I never knew him, never even seen a picture of him. Now, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but our children, more and more, unfortunately, are saying that they don't know their father, they don't want to know their father, they have no idea who they, their father is. But there should be an accountability with fathers and letting their children know who they are, where they came from in their history. Because if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. And there have been many wonderful speakers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, uh, Frederick Douglass. Um, There have been uh, many women as well. And I had something in my mind before I started talking, but you know, when you start, when you get on your podcast sometimes and you start talking, sometimes your mind goes blank. But you think about some of the things your grandmother said, You think about some of the things that your mother has said. You think about some of the things your grandfather has said, and even your father about fathering children and being involved in the children's lives. It is valuable and important that fathers are involved in their children's lives. From conception to their death. With the holidays coming up, we have to be mindful, please do not put on airs to try to impress people because people will look past your airs. Don't use the holidays, excuse me, to try to impress people with what you have because remember somebody has something better. Don't put on airs to try to impress people who may not even care what you have. So the holidays are time for family, friends, fellowship, to give thanks for life, living, and happiness, and importantly, praising God. Society has marketed the holidays to the point of demonizing the so-called holidays to one of having more maternal things than emotional stability and love. Tangible or intangible, material items are not as precious as life itself, and we need to remember that, we need to teach that to our children. We need to make sure life will last longer and is more valuable than any flat screen TV. It's more valuable than any gaming system, any smartphone or any electronic device. And it's so interesting that as the holidays come, here comes the the, the watches and here comes the phones and here comes the tablets and here comes the computers. But life is more important than those material things. Children will place a value on those material things more than they place a value on you, fathers and also mothers. So be careful when you're buying stuff. My suggestion as a father and an educator of 33 years, spend quality time with your children because your children will remember that more as they age and get older than they will what you bought them. Even in scripture, it defines that money creates more problems than it solves. Money is blinding, and money will take your eyes away from Christ. Money is the root of all evil. Now it's the root and the way i the way I define it is there's nothing wrong with having money because even Christ needed money during his ministry, but it's how you earn that money what you do to get that money and whether it empowers other people or empowers you. Um, there were uh, several football players and I don't want to call any names because you know sometimes stuff that you read from the media um, is questionable anyway. But I read about a football player years ago and he was very successful. He was a defensive player. And he said, um, what the problem is what, with the money that he was making When he got his direct deposit, he would pay his bills. He would give his wife money. He would give his children money. He would give family members money, but then he had money left over. So what he did was he started taking drugs and that was used to be a distraction. And it started off as, you know, just like he said, like a little hobby, but then it grew and it grew and it grew and it became a monster that he couldn't get rid of. So we have to be very careful where our energies and where our minds are focused because because drugs, alcohol, sex, and sin itself will take us further than we wanna go. It will grab us by the hand and not let us go. No matter how much we plead, beg, say we won't do it again. No matter how much we, we, we cuss and fuss and fight. So why even get started? And the way, the reason he said this because, you know, it started out as a little fun. It started out as, you know, just having a good time, getting high, you know, hanging out with his friends that encouraged him. But he said after, after years of doing this, he noticed his relationship with his family had totally changed. His relationship was based on instead of spending quality time together, all they wanted was his money. not because they didn't love him because that was the only thing he gave them that they saw that his love was in his money, not in his love for him. And years later, unfortunately he did get he did get assistance. he did get help before his 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 family left him and he went before he went to a place that there was no return. But his children were interviewed and his children said that above all the things that, they, that, that their dad gave them, all they wanted was his attention. All they wanted was his time. And we got to be sure that we spend time with our children, fathers, that we spend time with our families. It's not about buying stuff. It's not about how much money you have in the bank. It's not about how much money you can throw. You know, there was an old term called let it rain. You know, people, you know, you have the rappers, you have the football players and, you know, people with money, you know, go to these clubs, these men clubs or these parties and they they throw up, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Oh, let it rain. But people did not love them. People did not respect them. People did not think highly of them after the party was over. All they looked at is the money that was thrown away. What benefits could that money have done to the homeless? What benefits could that money have done to veterans um, that needed a helping hand? What benefit could that have been done for schools in the community that needed new books? What way could you switch your mentality about your expenses? About what you want to feed into or what seeds do you want to plant as a father and a man? And not waste your resources my grandmother always taught me that you need to be mindful and have make a list make a list of what you spend your money on and with the overflow how you can be a blessing to others and i live with that today i have my list for my bills and the overflow that i have what can i do to be a blessing to others and it takes practice to do that and you know every once in a while i'll fall to the side you know i'll I buy something I really don't need, but I always have that thought in my mind. My grandmother, who can you be a blessing to? Uh, who can you um, share not just money but resources? And with holidays coming up, Black Friday, instead of running out buying unnecessary stuff, how about opening up a college fund for a child that may need it in a few years? How about about um, buying some certificates of, of deposit as an investment for a child. How about learning about the stock market and investing money for a nonprofit organization or creating a nonprofit or teaching your children how to manage their money? Fathers, our responsibilities are are strange in some ways sometimes, but we have to think toward the future. We can't afford to think for the now, but we have to think for the future for our our families. The countdown to Black Friday is coming. Shopping deals, sales, rebates, um, two-for-ones and many other ploys to encourage people to buy, 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 buy. You cannot buy love. You can buy attention, but that attention, attention, that attention will only last for so long as that money's there and then what happens when it's gone. I just wanted to leave a few words with you um, as Thanksgiving comes up and Christmas comes up and encourage fathers, re-look at your life and what you're trying to sow into your children. Relook look in your life and think about what you're trying to sow in your families and your communities. Relook at your life and remember that that you are the foundation in a lot of people's lives So if you crash and crumble and bumble and fumble, how that will affect others. There was a recent conference called the Global Men's Conference. And I was blessed to be a speaker. Thank you to One Africa Forum for this conference that was passed a couple of days ago. And um, it was a wonderful weekend, 16 hours of men being a blessing to men and speaking to men. And I'm looking forward to the next one. And I just wanna give a shout out to fathers, to men, the grandfathers, stepfathers, uncles, um, that are doing the works in their communities and in their lives. And sometimes we forget there are surrogate fathers as well. They don't ask for anything. Um, there are teachers that embrace children in their classrooms. Um, there are teachers and administrators that work with children there are custodians, there are cafeteria workers that are men that work into the cafeterias that plant seeds in children's minds. And I wanna give a shout out to them too because we rarely hear that. But these men in your lives that you hear about, as we say for women, give them their flowers now and recognize them for the works that they're doing. Not when when you're getting ready to put them in the grave not when they're on, unfortunately, on their deathbeds, but give them flowers now. Now, I'm not saying give guys flowers. Personally, uh, I love flowers, so if anybody gave me flowers, I would be happy. But a thank you card uh, with a little gift card in it, just saying thank you for pouring into my life is wonderful. Um, uh, uh, Just something to recognize them, for what they're doing for their sacrifices. And these are the things that we need to recognize. Iron sharpens iron, man. And we have to be reminded of that sometimes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode here on my quest to teach digital evangelism, um, where I cover information about um, utilizing technology into ministry, utilizing social media, um, Breathing life and encouragement and inspiration of fathers as a father and as an educator. Um, there's several things uh, that I'd like to speak about on this platform that hopefully is touching lives and is transformative and changing lives. And um, I just want to say peace and blessings to each of you. God bless in the works that you're doing. And please share the podcast. Um, you can reach out to me by emailing me at to teach at iCloud.com, share the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, um, sites that you regularly visit, um, Facebook, Twitter, um, Discord. Um, Because I, I, I want to be a resource for men to inspire them. But I also want to be a resource to ministries as well, because even during this pandemic, social media has changed, technology has changed. And many people are still trying to figure out, well, how can I use it to share the word of God? How can I use it to give glory not to myself, but to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? So reach out to me. God bless you. Um, I'll be sharing another podcast, yes, on Thursday. And I appreciate you all. God bless. Take care. And keep the faith.